episode two. Welcome to the Roads Less Taken. Mm-hmm. I'm here today, Anthony Lapia, hosting with Don Valentis and our special guest, Al Montagna. That's right. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me here today. It is, the pleasure is ours. The pleasure is ours. All right. So, Al, before we get into what will be one of the most epic conversations <laughs> this year. Prepare yourself. In the podcast <laughs> format, uh, which is what Don promised. We uh, we want to introduce your organization, Unorthodox, right? Which you are one of the the four core founders of, correct? And uh, not only talk about the organization, but your journey uh, moving from what you did for a career prior to Unorthodox to now running that organization. How long is this podcast? We have uh, <laughs> two hours and uh, three days. All right, cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> that should give us enough time. Can you squeeze it in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can, we can make it happen. Perfect. Yeah, you could always drive back tomorrow for it. I could. I, you know, I was thinking of staying here overnight in in connecticut but i I changed my mind (laughs) seriously it's like prehistoric times al drove three hours so he actually figured he would just live here from now (laughs) that's right my horse i don't know if my horse can make it back so he may never come back to connecticut (laughs) hey don hey it's good to see you today when i when when i first showed up today i just want to point out that don he was in a sour mood Don, why were you in such a sour mood today i wasn't in a sour mood I was just, I had a lot of things going on. A lot of work, work. I let work bother me today. I shouldn't have done that. When Al showed up, you got super polite. You were laughing. You were very gregarious. But when I first showed up, you you actually didn't talk to me for the first 10 minutes. No, because I know you. Al's very interesting. (laughs) He had a lot of interesting things to tell us. So I I already know about you. So this show, only after two episodes, there's a chance that the crew might split. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of of domestic issues going on. Let's not Uh not get into that. So unlike our show, uh, Unorthodox is a creative space where Al, in in synopsis, tells me that he teaches people to have fun or allows people to have fun. But Al, if you were to describe Unorthodox in a couple of sentences, what would that be? Sure. You want the commercial version? Does that Uh, sound good? Go really casual, uh, but give uh, me the whole. Thing yeah, yeah. So, on. Unorthodox is a, a creative space in the heart of New York City, where groups and individuals, mostly corporate groups, uh, come take part in unique, immersive, interactive experiences using various forms of art. It's all associated with art. Uh, some of, for instance, one of our experiences that we can talk about, which is one of our, one is, is our flagship, is, uh, as you will, if you will, is uh, sculpture without sight which is the exploration of the sense of touch. But the uh, kicker here is you're sculpting blindfolded. So you're surrounded by carefully selected music as well as different types of aromas. Fantastic. So you're exploring your sense of touch. You're using clay as a tool and you're blindfolded. And it just takes you to a whole other level that uh, it's fantastic. So that's when the unorthodox comes in. Unorthodox, taking art. See what we did there? See, Love that. that was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's we have a really stupid name, but that's a great name. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't roll off the Ours tongue. Ours is creative. Sure. Thank you. It's pretty creative. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but it certainly describes what it is that we do. Um, and that's one of many uh, of, of about five other experiences that we have in our Orthodox. And they're all meant to just have fun with art and, you know, it's just explore your creativity uh, without any any bounds you know we're, we're breaking is something see this is when I, I write my notes down I, I come up with different things but I'll come up with it later it's like breaking the balance of conformity how's that sound I think you should write that down yeah I would write, it down. Right. Yeah, Don, write that down <laughs> also if I sculpted without a blindfold the finished product would look like 
I was blindfolded. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny you mentioned that. It's almost like they have this, these, these courses for adults. It's called clowning. You put a nose and then you can hide behind the nose. And so you can act silly and it's okay because you're hiding behind the nose. With the sculpturing, there's no pressure of what the final product's gonna look like because hey, 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 I was blindfolded. But that's the great part of it is for one, it's never about the finished pro uh, uh, product. It's always about the process. Uh, the finished product doesn't matter. But there's no pressure of what is this gonna look like because hey, listen, it was blindfolded. And for the most part, I you can I say that you've been there, you've yeah, done it? Yeah, I was actually gonna mention it. Oh, okay, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It, it's, you, it's, it comes out great. You know, you're blindfolded, there's no pressure. As long as you can feel your way through a mental image, it's it's an amazing experience and and with an orthodox there's five other ones that are kind of wacky in their own way and they're meant to not just explore your creativity but make you have fun that's the bottom line yeah isn't that the bottom line in life to try to have a yeah, good time absolutely. i mean you guys are having a blast especially you i can tell you're having a blast right i'm now. having a blast right now <laughs> yeah you can't can you see it i i actually your mood has improved i'd say 50 to 200 percent since the time that's right that i got here today that's right. cheers to that thanks so, you mentioned it, Al. So, so uh, as not everyone knows what Don and I do for a living on the podcast, but if you know us personally, Don is obviously in the real estate industry, and I'm in uh, B2B sales. So, leading a sales team with LinkedIn, I actually was able to go to Unorthodox both as a participant um, and then as the host. So, I went with my boss and our executive team to go through the experiences, which was amazing. And I was taking over a new team in my own organization. And the first thing that came to mind was we needed a team building activity. And not, we didn't know each other that well. So we needed a place where we could be super vulnerable, allow people to drop their guards. Because, you know, you come with your work face on and not everybody's super fun. Well, we ended up having a two-day business meeting broken up by a night of dinner. Right. And the experience. Um, and the game show experience that we did is called... It's called Picture This. It's called Picture This. Yeah. And the amazing part of it was that we took people out of their comfort zone, got them to a place where they were super vulnerable. We were I sculpting. We were singing. You know I like that. Barry White, man. That's yes. how I sort of... Any chance he gets, he'll sing. Yes. Any chance. It's on video. Yeah. We, can, we can upload that, Sam, if, if, if you'd like. <laughs> we can go to my experience. I think there's some singing on there. They put the really good singers on the footage, Don. Yes. So I'm on there. Only would, the good ones. I would yeah. think so. Oh, Thank you. You're on there? Thank you, brother. Oh, Appreciate that. Nice. Every, everybody makes mistakes. Al's not sure how that happened. <laughs> yeah. I have, to, I have to check that. <laughs> but at the, I want to write that one down. At the end of the experience, our team, <clears throat> for sure, working in different offices around North America, had started to communicate better had started to, uh, I would say, like more better socially interact, like it wasn't all about work. Right. And I think that they learn things about each other that you don't learn sitting at the desk. And it had a positive impact. So yep. how, how's that? Sounds great. The, the only thing that I would say is that we purposely stay away from team building, more like team outing. Because team building, it's like, oh, we gotta do that with with the team and Karen's going to be there. Nobody likes Karen, you know, kind of one of those things. So it's like you're, you're, you're forced to go to the team building thing. This is more like team outing. Like, listen, guys, let's get out, have a good time. We're not going to do the uh, trust falls. We're going to run up and down with volleyballs or anything like that. We're just going to have a good time. And it, it's, it's a curated good time. And it, at the end, everybody has a good time. So that's all that matters. But so yeah, so like team outing. Team. If you if you don't know who Karen is, does that mean you're Karen? Because I, I think I might be Karen. <laughs> yes. Am I Karen? No. No? Yeah. 
Thank you. All you right. got it. Thank you for being honest. Yes. <laughs> Nothing against Karens in general, but it's just <clears throat> the first name that came up. Gotcha. Sorry, Karen. It's not you, Karen. The other Karen. <laughs> but I, I agree with that. It's all about experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you get in, in in my world, it's a lot of networking. So if I call it like team building or uh, I mean specifically like lunch and learn, people are like, nah, I don't know if I really want to do that. But if you're like, hey, I'm having a an outing or we're yeah. doing a, a, totally a competition right. or whatever it may be, you get a lot more interest. Yep. So, but it's uh, it's about the experience it, and it's such a great benefit for teams it's almost like um it, it's it's giving a kid soup and it's really enjoying it and you don't want to tell them this vegetables in the soup because certainly they're like oh yeah vegetables in the soup so the same thing with this if you tell them it's team building no matter how good the soup is you're gonna be like ah oh, team building i don't want to do that but if it's team out and having a good time then hey why not let's do it and it's all about how you approach the situation and right off the bat we get skeptical people apprehensive people that come oh i guess my company's making me come here and when you see that frown turn upside down <laughs> i came up with that uh <laughs> no trademark when, when you page see, tra- <laughs> <laughs> uh when you see don's turning to anthony's like that it's fantastic oh i got you somebody's reading the room effectively <laughs> nailed it yeah nailed it so one of the things that i noticed right off the bat and then i want to get into your journey because yes. you didn't grow up and think that you were going to do this. No. Right? No. no. You thought you were going to play third base for the Yanks? Or? A- absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no abs- big deal. No big deal. Um, so one of the things I noticed immediately was this. So I was, I was taking over a new team. And when you have a bunch of individuals, some of them are in Chicago, some are in New York, some are, are remote. If you're the person that they know, you're their point of reference, and they're going to come to you for most questions. What I noticed was that event helped people feel comfortable going to their teammates to ask questions. Mm. help them solve problems and feel like, okay, I know that person now. Right. Yeah. Now they knew them already, yeah. but they really knew them after, after going through the experience, not to oversell it, but really that was something that happened and it's continued to foster like that relationship. Um, tell us how you get started, Al. Like you, you, you were in another career prior. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> I'll try to put it down. I even like wrote down a little, timeline to try to remember how I did things because I did a lot of things you should be asking me what I haven't done before our, our shows are about pivots Al show us the pivot. yeah yeah well yeah. the pivot so so the pivot is not the entrepreneurship that's most of the times we refer to pivot it's like I'm working in the corporate world for somebody else and then I that's it I'm done I, I pivot and start my own thing entrepreneurship I've been in business for myself for many many years uh, I was the creative director for my last job was the creative director for his company called Gemini Sound Products. Uh, it's like a pro DJ equipment. I was the creative director. I was like 26 years old. I was traveling the world, going to you know Ibiza, to the raves, to all the trade shows all over the world, the, literally all over the world in China, Germany, Spain, you name it. It was fantastic. So, uh, like I like to say, something I, I, I patent as well. Uh, ev- everything that's good comes to an end. You know, that's another original freedom, <laughs> phrase of mine. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if every rose has its thorn comes out, I'm, I'm stopping. Because <laughs> that. Yeah. that one, don't touch that one. Could yeah, be in the book. That, that was yours. Book. Could be in his book. That was yours. Uh, so, um, at, at that point of time, the company started against competition. These guys were old school. If you were a DJ in the 80s, you all had Gemini. So, they just flooded the market doing well. So I got laid off from that job. Um, and that year being 27, 
Um, I was making good money. I just bought a house. I was going to get married that year. And it was great. I was living life. And I get, I get, uh, I get canned, not canned, but I get laid off. Uh, half of the company got laid off. So at that point, what better time to start a business, right? When you have a new house, potentially get married soon. Uh, and and uh, I figured I have an office. I'm paying for a house. Why not? So I started my first graphic, uh, my second, the other one, I was 16. I was stupid. Uh, but my first true graphic design agency, it started at the basement of my house. Um, it, I didn't, barely had enough money to buy a phone. Uh, it was like a dungeon. The basement wasn't done yet. It was just like a raw basement. Ten years put into uh, Habitat Visual Communications. Within a year and a half, I was out. We had an office. I had a partner uh, who was a designer that came in from Gemini. I was the creative director who was working for me. So we came together like, let's do this. We can do this. All starts with a dream and built a company in in 10 years, I had clients like, um, you know, uh, BMW, um, EA Sports. We did all the product. Most people don't think, don't know that EA Sport had to go. They, they had an entire kids line of toys, hockey sticks, everything. We launched the entire brand. Fantastic. So during that time, also, I was going to medic school, uh, EMT school. Uh, and I also, I was asked to, to teach at Kane University as an adjunct professor there as well. So during those 10 years, a lot of things were going on all around design and marketing, design, marketing, that's all I breathe. Oh, it's all about design and marketing, right? Uh, so uh, one of the things that I noticed about when I was working in design, there's nothing creative about graphic design. It was essentially pleasing the customer, pleasing the client. They didn't know, they hire you to do the job, they don't let you do your job. So, um, I started looking at it, it's just more work, more money, more work, more money, more, that's all it was. There was no point to, it was just like, the more work I get, the more money I can get. The more work I get, there was no no room for creativity, which I was a creative guy. Hey, so Al, one, come closer yeah. to the mic. I just wanna make sure we're getting oh, this. Oh, you yeah. got some good stuff going T on. Testing, one, two, test. There we you go. got me? All right. Old base now. Yeah, <laughs> look at the Barry White talking now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the DJ. That was nice. Yeah. So, can you tell uh, the rest of your experience in that? <laughs> yes, I, I will. <laughs> so I walked into the room, right? And uh, now, so um, after that, um, we ha I had a fallout with my partner. Um, we had 10 employees. Uh, to make a really long story short, it just didn't work out. So uh, I sold the company to him and started a s another graphic design agency, which is all I knew. All I knew was graphic design. I taught it. I, um, you know, I did, I, I, I had an agency for 10 years. So that's all I knew. So I started the second agency and that's when the pivot started to happen. It was, I was by myself, I had different, you know, I, right away I got an office. Uh, right away I started networking, that's when I started going to me and I, you know, everybody does that. Um, and I, I started to feel the struggle, where I was like, man, I got even got a business coach, um, Madison Reyes, who was great, he was new at the time, and uh, to try to help me out, he was like, listen, I gotta make this happen, because this is what's supposed to happen, this is what I know. Um, so. I, I tried it for about three years, struggled every single minute of it. It was just like, I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to, I was working from home and I was going to the office um, until he said to me, uh, one day I, I was pumped and I had my session with my business coach and I'm like, okay, all right, Madison, I need strategies. We're going to make this happen. He goes, I'm not going to give you strategies. And, and I said, what do you mean, man? He's like, I'm not going to give you strategies. Uh, why not? Come on, let's go. Let's do this. We got to make this happen. He goes, no, I'm not going to give you strategies because you're going to fail. I'm like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm thinking, he's my coach. He's supposed to be, you know, giddy up, giddy up, rah, rah, rah. So um, he goes, I'm not going to give you strategies because you're going to fail. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Al, you tell me what I mean by that. And after an hour conversation, I said, Madison, I don't want to do this shit anymore. 
He's like, thank you. Thank you. You know, our relationship, this is the first time that we're actually honest. And, and everything that I knew, it just lifted away. It's like just a weight off my shoulders. I didn't know what I was going to do next. I just know that I didn't want to do this anymore. Something that I, I've been trained for. I teach in the university. Uh, I, I've had several businesses doing it. And I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I didn't know what it was. But it felt fantastic that, okay, I, at least I, I, I understood that this is not something that I wanted to do. And it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't failure. It was just, you You were know, freed. I was freed. Literally, I was freed. freed. Yeah. And then from there, I started to play around with, I was, I was doing some art. This is when uh, uh, the company that we were talking about pre-show, uh, Rio Ortiz, uh, with, with my now partner, Maria Cordova, and her partner, Natalie, uh, they represented me as an artist. So I'm like, I was having a midlife crisis. I didn't buy a Porsche. So it was like a complete midlife crisis. <laughs> I didn't have the money either. So what types of art? It was mixed doing? media. It was a mixture of photography, mixture of, of painting and collage. So um, they were representing me. It did well. I had a couple of shows in New York City. I had a lot of interest, uh, some sales, which is great. But I was having a hard time getting used to the fact that I was saying I'm an artist. Right, I'm like what the hell is that shit? <laughs> it's like an artist. It's like you you don't say, especially to me. I busted my ass all these years going to corporate meetings, and that's another thing. It's like when you, when you're a designer, you all your your meetings are corporate meetings, and they're telling you this is what you have to do. And now I'm an artist. What kind of bullshit is that? It's like I didn't believe it myself. I'm like no no no. Had a couple shows, great reviews. I had a couple articles written, all kinds of good stuff like that. But then my entrepreneurship started click, kicking in, and I'm like, ah, oh, I got to do something with art but I can't do this. This is kind of flaky. Uh, and this is when I, I got together with my partner, Maria. She was having difficulties with her, with the same client. I actually got involved with that representation company that I was, I was being represented by because I saw the possibilities of the brand. I'm like, ah, I can blow this up. I'm a marketing guy. I'm a uh, branding guy. This, this Rio Ortiz art, I can blow this up. This could be a great brand. So there's a capitalist inside you with that artist. Always, always. There's always been a, a capitalist. Um, and so I was like, yeah, this will be great. I got involved with the company for a short time, and I realized that I, I, I didn't see eye to eye with one of the partners. Uh, so I decided to say, hey, guys, this is not going to work out. And once again, I was in limbo. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do next? Um, I, I was doing for time a photographer as well. I'd done a lot of photography that got me through the rough financial parts. Um, and then I, uh, Maria calls me up and we was like, we should do something because we both love art and, but we don't love the situation that we're in now. And she goes, you know, she went for a jog and prospect park. She gives me a call. It's like, yeah, oh, let's do something where we can just combine a whole bunch of different things in, in art and, and just have fun with it. I'm like, I'm in, let's do it. And next thing you know, we sat down Prospect Park with a pad and started running some ideas. Um, within a couple of months, I was able to get an investor in, I think, four months from the time that the idea came up out of thin air. We were already in Chelsea with a brick and mortar space trying to develop this country, this company and this country. Well, yeah. This country. We do that <laughs> in the next episode. Yeah, that's not this yeah. one. So that's, that's like, I'm trying to squeeze everything. It's, it's a bunch of other things in between. Um, you know, again, I, I was, um, as an EMT, I was working side jobs just to keep, you know, some money coming in. And, you know, I, I was also very, very fortunate that my wife always supported me in my adventures and, and we always struggled with that. Um, but I was very fortunate that I, I always had a support structure at home, uh, that would help me sort of like, okay, yeah, just do it make it happen and and that kept me going as well so it's a bunch of different combinations that came 
together to uh, put me where I am now. Uh, you, you, you need that support structure. Otherwise, it's just the added stress is yeah, going you know, to eat at you. And you do. And some, some people may say, you know, uh, you know we can get into all the, the, the corny stuff like you can do it. Uh, but some people may say <laughs> <laughs> that, well, Al, it's not fair because you had, you know, my wife is a teacher, uh, you know, salaries are not, you know, we're not, uh, you know, buying Porsches here or anything like that. So, but I had medical insurance, which is important. And there was a steady income coming in, not a lot, but needless to say, we had to tie our belt very, very tight. So you weren't a starving artist. I wasn't. I came up with that one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Write fantastic. That down. Write yeah. that down. Starving artist. <laughs> uh, so um, no, I wasn't a starving artist, fortunately. But you know, it's it's rough. You got two kids, you know, camp, everything, all this cost come along. Um, so I guess you can say I had an unfair advantage, if that's even an unfair advantage to say I had somewhat of a support structure, uh, which is great. On the other hand, my partner Maria, she didn't have anything. So I admire her for that. She stuck around for, you know, now we've been in business for three and a half years and it's gotten, it got rough a couple of times, you know, it's like, holy crap, you know, I may have to go sell my body in the weekends just to, <laughs> you know, pay for rent. That's a big joke. Um, so it, it got rough for her as well. I admire her for her sticking through this and I helped her too. Sometimes she, she wanted to give up on this. Like, is this really working? I'm like, let's be patient. Let's just keep working. We, we have this idea, we have this motivation. By the way, if I may sidetrack a little bit, um, can I? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Sidetrack away. Yeah, otherwise, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So, you know, m m most people say, you know, you need ambition and motivation and more importantly, capital. I think Barbara Cork can say that you need ambition, motivation, and, and ca more importantly, capital to do anything. Um, my thing is, is that um, you need conviction to do anything. You got to convince yourself first that you know that this is going to happen because otherwise, if you can't see the final picture, if you can't convince yourself that this is going to work, then you're going to give up. You know, and that's the thing with pivoting is that once you decide, first of all, pivoting happens for one of two reasons. One is because either you got fired <laughs> or you, you no longer have a job or another thing, your personal life, or you got divorced or something. But for the most part, people don't pivot who have a nice job, who have benefits. You know, they may not be very happy in their job, but, you know, they're doing their thing. Most people that pivot, it's like, okay, holy crap, I just got fired. I need to do something else. Uh, or something drastic happened in your life that you have to change. And that's the problem that we, most of us just kind of go along with the system. And then by the time you realize, like, now I'm 46, I'm like, you know, at least I could look back and say, oh, that was kind of cool what, what was done. But anyway, so, yeah, going back to the creation of the company, it was, it, was, um, it, was, it was tough at the beginning. But I was convinced that this was what's going to happen and people are going to love this because I love it. Um, so the Belief in mission is the most important thing. Oh, Probably wow. aside from capital and the ability to be patient. Right. But that, that, that definitely plays in, well, even, yeah. no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Um, question because obviously this is a creative outlet for us right right we both have full-time corporate gigs um that we happen to enjoy but we were looking for something that would allow us to meet interesting people and learn from them um and then we met you i was gonna say uh, have you started yeah yet? <laughs> no, this, is, this is a warm-up uh but when you imagine the organization or when you and maria right sat down and imagined the organization mm -hmm. how close is what it is to what you believed it would be Oh, that's a good question. So um, let's see. Um, there's things that changed throughout 
the the plan. Like now we're we're more of an adult playground. Uh, yeah, playground. I guess that's a new word, too. Um, adult playground, uh, but not that type of adult playground. The other type. Uh, and then we were thinking of doing, <laughs> we were thinking of doing, say, this isn't Times Square in 1975. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so we, we had other ideas. We had a kids program. We had a wellness program involved different ways to make revenue. Cause at the beginning you're like scared shitless that how are we going to pay this Chelsea rent? <laughs> you know, that's all big, huge numbers for us now that we had to figure this out. Fortunately, again, one of my close friends uh, who I just happened to be talking to during lunch and told him about my idea. Uh, he says, I want to invest in that. Uh, I'm like, really? And it wasn't a ton of cash, but just enough to get her started. Uh, but from the beginning, when we started looking at the outline of, of the company, it stayed within line. I mean, the, the programs, the experiences changed a little bit, but it, it stayed within what we originally planned it. So, um, yeah, so that's helpful too, to be able to see it through. It's not changing dramatically. It's just, you know, tweaks here and there. You know. So now every day for the past, well, three years, you've mm-hmm. now been in business, three plus years. Right. You get to basically do what everybody dreams of doing, which is <laughs> doing something that they love. Right. It's not like we can see the passion coming right. from you and you enjoy doing it. Oh, yeah. So it's not a job, really. It's uh, your you're going in and you're yeah. enjoying every day. It's a, an experience for you. It is. It is. It, it is a job for sure. Sure. There's definitely uh, a job. The biggest piece of it. Crap that I ever heard was like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day of your life. Came up with that too. Uh, and that's the biggest, you know, pile of bullshit I ever heard. Because if you love what, yeah, you're going to work 10 times as harder than if, if you don't, because you're just being passive. Of course. Now, it is a job. It's sometimes you're just like, oh, man, come on. But what's important to realize during this entire process is to, to appreciate the steps that you make and celebrate each step. So if you told me three years ago, right, that um, I was going to have a studio in Chelsea, New York City, uh, making good money with having clients like LinkedIn, Facebook, Google, American Express, Red Bull, every client you can Keep think going. of. Yeah, yeah, forever. I mean, I can go Goldman Sachs. I mean, I look at it in the website. It, it's major, major names. They come to us constantly and not only come to us, but they, they thank us for being here and providing the service. I would say you're full of shit. Uh, there's no way. I mean, I, I was, it was fun. It was cool. But the fact that the, the, the most gratifying part is, is that it's and and I like to say that our our customers are never right, right? Most people like the customer is always right, and I think we had a little conversation we about did. this. Yeah, go go into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think uh, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. What think some of the things that he says uh, they make a lot of sense. That guy's not a genius, but he 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 the things that he said make a lot of sense. Like for instance, if we're friends, you know, it's like hey, Don, listen. You know, we're friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you like the, the shirt that I'm wearing? Should I change it? How about the pants? You want me to change the pants? It would make you a better friend if I change the pants. And you're like, dude, what are you talking about? I like you for who you are. <laughs> I apply the same concept to, to business. Most companies have focus groups to see what the customers want from them. I'm the other way around. I'm like, hey, this is what I got for you. You want it? It's great. It's awesome. We don't do focus groups. We just simply made connections with people. That's the bottom line. And so the way that it works is the other way around. Our customers are not always right because we plan this carefully, not very carefully. This is the best part. It's like we didn't do any, any 
type of intensive research on, on what's going to happen, the reaction of people and all this other crap. We just say, hey, listen, let's just have a good time and do it. You know, forget about the establishment of business and just have a good time. Um, is, is that, um, he, he, that was, that, that's the best part uh, about the entire thing is that, you know, I tell my, my team, we don't call them employees and staff and they can tell you this, it's our team. We're working together is that the customer is not always right. As long as you, we do what we're supposed to do and all that is, is just smile and treat people like you're having a good time. That's all you need. And you will never be wrong because this is what it's all about. It's about having a good time. Like, dude, chill out. I mean, you, you have those people that come in here and they're like, oh, well, I'm, well, can we? Dude, sit down and shut up. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mean to be rude to my clients, but the reality is they want that. They I want, want to become part to of the team. Me. Yeah, it's great, man. I mean, you look at the team videos. We, we're, we're having a good time. Um, but and, and even though to continue on your question, which what was your original question? Because I tend to go all over. It wasn't place. really a question, just a statement of that you 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 were passionate and love what yeah. you're doing, and I'm assuming that you enjoy. Yeah, doing I it every enjoy. Day. I get up every morning. I enjoy it. I, I I most of the time with with everything. There's always the bottom of the iceberg. You know, you see the top. It's great. There's always a lot of pain and suffering involved with that. But as long as you can justify the pain and suffering with, oh, I'm doing what I like to do then you're good. The problem is when you have pain and suffering and then the top of the iceberg is kind of brown and, and dirty. You're like, oh man, you put the equal, if not more amount of work into it. But at the end of the day, if you appreciate what you have and you realize, hey man, wow, we, what, we created this? And, and again, Maria's a little more skeptical. I'm always like, let's have a drink. You realize that we just, we had to not book Facebook because Google's booked in the same spot. I'm like, what? We would have thought that, you know, it's fantastic. That's well, great. Part of the magic of what you guys do is if you, the companies you just named off, a lot of them are category creators. Yes. Right. They right. are type, type A individuals in many cases. They're making big decisions. They're driving customer strategy. It's nice at the end of the day to be told what to do. Yes, yes. Some prescriptive nature of showing up and saying like, okay, I'm not going to think about this. Like you tell me what I'm supposed to do. Yes. Mr. or Mrs. Unorthodox. That's right. Let me have some fun. That's right. Please. That's right. It, the nature of our business is to have fun. So you can't really screw that up, right? Yes, you can sometimes double schedule someone. You have to make up with something or something silly like that. But at the end of the day, you were scheduling just a fun time. So we'll make up for it or something. If we made a mistake, we'll make up for it. But at the end of the day, you're having fun and it's not, don't take yourself that seriously. You know, it's about having fun and you can, this is the, what's wonderful about this company. It's like, let's just have a good time. And, and for some companies again, and I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, these big companies, not to pat myself in the back, but yeah, a little bit. This is the place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I would, I would mention that. But it, it's, it's, you know, we had, executives oh you know we get the phone call well al you know these are the executives from from goldman sachs are coming from all over the world and they're we're having a forum and they want to do something fun and we we thought that your place would be good all right no problem bring them up and we have executives for goldman sachs underneath cutting cardboard to make a shark for their movie uh, their virtual reality movie it's like what they're painting and they're having a good time and we're filming their whole thing for all of our experience private experiences we put uh we filmed the entire event so they get a, a edited video at the end of all the highlights so they can you you'll see them having a good time and there's no more gratification or satisfaction than to see people who walk in. I think I mentioned to you the story with the um, Ministry of Denmark. Did I, did I tell I you this? I don't think so. Oh, oh, great story. This is one of my, 
my uh, pivotal, uh, not pivotal, but, uh, but uh, more impressive moments for myself. We had the foreign ministry of Denmark had a some kind of forum at the uh, United Nations. So diplomats, government, you know, officials, there was 40 of them. They pretty much emptied out the country and came, politically speaking, and came for this forum to the UN. And so they they thought that sculpture without sight would have been a great idea for them. We had it all catered. It was wonderful. They all come in. They all have suits with a pin on them. You know, every, every time you see a suit with a pin, there's some importance there. <laughs> you know, I don't, Write that down. Yeah, there's definitely some importance there. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be getting pins. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely getting pins. So, and they came in suits and women and men, very powerful women and men, diplomats. So, all right, so at this point, this was towards, I was the host before we had, uh, now we have multiple hosts. And uh, they all sit down to do their sculpture without sight. And I say, okay, so I understand there's a lot of very, there's a lot of important people here tonight, right? And they were like, well, yeah, you know. One guy goes, yeah, well, if something happened on Orthodox today, Denmark would be in trouble, you know, because there were so many people. And I said, well, tonight you're in my house, so you're going to listen to me. And they're like, all right. So they like started taking their jackets off and roll up their sleeves. I'm like, yes, I made it. <laughs> you know, because it's like, what? It's the government from a country coming to what? <laughs> I just came up with this stuff like a couple of years ago. Now I have government, you know, in my house. Because it feels like your house because you spend more time there you do in your actual home. Uh, and they're like, dude, this is great. And they leave. They're laughing. They're high-fiving me, giving me hugs. And this is great. And the jackets over their shoulders. And that, to me, is, is I made it. That's when you realize, you know, that I made it. When one of my pivotal moments when I realized, wow, that's it. Now yeah, this works. This works. And then every other time, it's just gravy. You know, it's like, wow, it keeps working. This is great. I can't believe it's working. <laughs> you know, well, it is nice because it, you forget that there's people in power and there are CEOs and CFOs or even athletes, and they're held to a, a, this different standard because of their position. Right. But they're just regular people. They're, regular they're just people, like man. you and I. They may make a lot more money than us. Yeah. Or just <laughs> be in a different power, like a position yeah. of power. But they're regular people that like to have fun. And and one thing you keep is a common word that keeps coming up is laughter. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. laughing and having fun and laughing. And that's the release for me. I, I'm and you, you can probably attest to this. I always like to just laugh and have a good time. Sometimes yeah. to a point where some people will be like, can you just be serious? Like yeah. every once in a while. I'm like, I am being the serious. He, was in, he might have left. had <laughs> not been so funny. I'm serious. <laughs> He's better now. Yeah, but, no, it's good. It's but good. it does sound like that you know people open up and then yeah it's a lot of laughter and and with that like you said you get out of your comfort zone and you have a good time and you, you have a good laughing. time that's there, right there's one thing though and he wants to know but he's being too polite to ask Uh-oh. there's been somebody who's been a resistor someone has flipped you off and told you i'm not doing this like talk to us about a time when someone was a resistor you don't have to name them but there has to have been some follies well here's the thing is this is a beautiful thing because it's it's Everybody knows me for who I am, and I've always been pushing forward, doing fun things. So not once, believe it or not, someone say, ah, I don't know, Al, that's, that's, that's not a good decision, because they know that I've always, everything that I've done, I kind of pushed forward and became successful in some way, shape, or form. So that's another beautiful thing. You're right. Most of the time you have the haters. You know, it's like you know, everybody calls it the haters. All this posts like, oh, tell the haters to go hate somebody else. The trolls. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't care. Honestly, even if they were, I, I've never had someone say, oh, now, 
in, in my industry just because my personality wouldn't allow it. For one, I wouldn't associate myself with those who are trying to bring a man down, and I've never had that too much in my life. I, if anything, I always blame myself if there were things that didn't go the way that, that I, I wish they did. Uh, I never blamed it but anybody else. And, you know, the way I treat, I would treat those people are like, you know, anybody else who's ignorant and arrogant or something. Like, okay, cool. Turn the page. See ya. Um, but I haven't had much of that. I had a lot of challenge with with running the company and, you know, uh, at the beginning with, with the right team put together. But for the most part, I, that's the whole point. That's the whole um, idea of this this conversation. It's let's have a good time. And it just happened to work. So I never had those business things like, oh, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, uh, well, you know, you should consult with, you should have a board. You should have this. You should have that. Like, dude, chill out. Let's just have a good time and see what happens. And this happened. Yeah, so. you converted a potential resistor in our group. I won't name him, but I have a teammate. I'll, I'll name him if he watches the podcast. Oh. But uh, but he, he yeah. definitely throw some people under the bus. Yeah, my fr- he's my friend. Fire him on He's my friend and teammate. But PJ <laughs> was right. a little bit of resistor at first. And then well, he came around and was singing. Yeah, that's, singing. that's fantastic. And how good does it feel to be able to come out and do that? Um, and, and you will have, uh, you, you'll, again, you, you, every, it's so simple, <laughs> you know, it's almost like, um, it, it's, uh, it, the bottom line, I get told, ow, oh, how do you come up with these innovative ideas for like sculpture and the this and that and this? I'm like, it's just very simple. It's bringing down to the basics. It's like basic art. It's like basic human connection. Everybody wants a human connection, right? The moment you walk in, people are smiling. You experience that they greet you. It's like, hey, listen, someone just recently said that, uh, they wrote a review saying that the staff is having fun along with you. And that's what it is. We're having a good time doing it. I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Especially with, with Picture This. It's like a fun, you know, Picture This. Just if I can explain it. It's like a combination of, of Pictionary, Charades, The Wheel of Fortune, Taboo, uh, and a bunch of other games turn into a competitive word-guessing game show, right? So it's like it's like. Pictionary on steroids, essentially. You have okay. the, Getting people out of their seats is the key. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big digital wheel. You spin it, and whatever it lands on, that's the medium of art you have to use to describe that word or phrase to your team. And the singing part was, it's called La La La. If you land on La La La, you get a card with a song, and you have to La 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 your way through it. Uh, so if it's La 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 La, somebody gets it, oh, everybody goes crazy, which is great. And now, I don't know if we did this when you were there, but now we have a spotlight. So when you get la la la, the dark the room goes dark and you have, you feel like you're on stage. I believe that was there the second. Yeah 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 yeah. So it's pretty cool. So it, it gets it, and you figure it puts you on the spot, but it doesn't because everybody's having such a good time. Um, but who yeah. doesn't want the spotlight on them? You. Yeah. No, I do. You, you always you. Always, I have one on me right now. You, you literally have a spotlight, have a spotlight on, on you. Right I literally <laughs> have one on me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna turn the tables. Oh boy. Um, we we have a few minutes left before we wrap up, and I want to play a game with with the two of you. Okay. We're gonna get the two of you going. Um, but before we do, tell tell the listeners mm-hmm. where they can find you. More information about Unarthrax. Because it's not just corporate events, but for those people oh, no, no corporate events. Yeah, it's corporate events. It's private parties. And we also have Sculpture Without Sight for the general public about once a week. Uh, very simple. Uh, go uh, go to uh, unorthodox.com and you have all the information, videos, pricing, everything that you need. You know, even catering menus because we do full catering as well. Uh, and just go there and see what we have. If you're a corporate group, go into the corporate section. You'll see everything you get. And it's cool. Again, you get videos. You get your logo up on the wall. It's really cool. Uh, but, yeah, you can start there. 
Instagram, uh, Facebook too. Instagram, uh, it's Unorthodox NYC. Uh, Facebook, see, I, my social media company is gonna kill me because I don't get involved. But it's it's our our hash our our, our we're Unorthodox NYC on, on Instagram, and you can see us there as well. So Unorthodox NYC, uh, and you'll see lots of cool videos and 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 you know and stuff like that on there as well. We'll so, put all your handles up for the probably millions of people that are gonna watch this. We'll right. we'll have it. We'll okay. Listed there. Yeah. Cool. Right. So I'm gonna ask you guys real quick. I'm gonna give you a series of questions. Underrated, overrated is the name of the game. All right. And I'm gonna give you a couple of seconds each time to tell me why your answers are what they are. Okay. So you're gonna write your answers. Don't say them until the other person holds them up. Then we'll hold them up after. So All right. we're gonna oh, go into like some an of these. exercise. I want to get. I want to get the way that you guys think, and I'll read off what your answers are. All right. Uh, in case it's not visible on camera. Cool. Uh, so this is just a series of random things and right. I want to get the way that you guys think for our little game, get everybody right. involved. Uber Eats, underrated or overrated? Don's read. This is like a, a standardized test. He's taking time to answer. This I know. Thing. Right. What did you go with Don? Underrated went, or overrated? I went underrated. Underrated. Why? I went underrated because everything is going to that that model and I love it that you can just order food and get it from wherever you want and they deliver it to your house. <clears throat> the one caveat that I have to that is the piece that was on the news where the gentleman took a, a healthy sip out of the young kid's milkshake before he handed it to him. Oh. Now, I don't know if that was Uber Eats. It could have been another yeah, one. You don't want to slander them. I don't want to slander Uber Eats, but I guess if I don't know, it doesn't hurt me. Underrated. What's your call out? Way overrated. Way overrated. It's a delivery system. You got like a million of those. Like the, the uh, whatever, Roadrunners and the, uh, yeah, you just get something. It's just, they're just writing the brand. That's all they're doing. Sam is the judge and jury. <laughs> Sam, thumbs up or thumbs down? That's the decision of the group. Under, uh, overrated, Sam says. That was Sorry, call, right? Whatever. Overrated. Okay, we got one nothing. Al. Uh, listen, right. he, he owns a, a game. Can we do like? Can we have like that competition? Your mama jokes and whoever gets the gets the laugh. Episode. Oh, <laughs> hey, he's got good ones. I know we've known each other. Oh, nice. Time. All right, next time. All right, <laughs> let's go. Uh, massages, underrated, overrated. We're talking straight massages. No Bob Kraft. Or we're going Robert Kraft. We're going overrated, underrated. Massages. No, no video. No video. No proof. Okay, I'm in. Answer. Underrated. Uh, underrated. Absolutely. 100% underrated. Yeah. Underrated. We don't even We're need in to agreement. It. Okay. Yes. No reason to discuss We know it. why it's underrated. They're yeah. amazing. The whole thing underrated. Uh, Sam? Yes. Overrated? Sam says overrated. Overrated. Wow. That's right. no score for the room. Wow. Judge and jury. Samuel. Sam. Wow. Sam. I think it was a nice massages guy. Massages are awesome. No? Do you get massages, Sam? Yeah, he Nice. Oh, all right. We're going to have to add that to the list, but not today. How about Uber massages? Uber massages. That's coming next. <laughs> Got any more investors? Hey, he's a category creator. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uber massages. All right. Starbucks coffee and the and in the context of versus other coffee. Underrated, overrated. Don. Hugely overrated. Thank you, Don. I was going to... Disgustingly totally... overrated. Oh, God. Overrated. Why? Because it's coffee. You can go to Cumberland Farms. Now, I don't know if they have that where you are. I think you have Wawa in New Jersey, right? Wawa's we have Wawa. We used to have that in Connecticut. Yeah, and it's yeah, gone, yeah. and it's such a shame because Wawa's amazing. Yeah, Wawa's amazing. But here, we have Cumberland Farms. You get a coffee for a dollar. You run in. You get a coffee for a dollar. You go to Starbucks. It's just, it's wet. It's just overrated. What, what, what you have to think about it is that Starbucks is a lifestyle. Just like... It's a lifestyle. Like the gym. Um, what's the fancy gym? I mean, I noticed that you called that out. You must be seeing that I have impressive biceps. That's why you yeah. asked me the question. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, 
You're also flexing. I'm joining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize I was coming to the gun show. This should be illegal. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, definitely overrated. I, what's the name of that fancy uh, gym? Really quick. Oh, you talking about like uh, New York Sports Club? No, no, the uh, other Equinox. one. Equinox. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Overrated. Overrated. That's what I'm Weights saying. Or you Starbucks well, is overrated because Starbucks, you can go in there and there's like a family and there's like one person getting coffee and then six you, kids getting drinks. You could both yeah. be wrong, Sam. What do we got? Starbucks. Starbucks. Over or under? Way overrated. Way overrated. overrated. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Sam one not, more. He is not easily impressed. Last yeah. one. Smart watches. Make your decisions. This is a big one. Yeah. I don't have an opinion on any of this. I have all these things that you're talking about. You have about. an opinion on everything. I have an opinion on everything. Yeah, you do. Yeah, all right. Do you have, oh. Let's go. Overrated. First. Overrated. Don? Overrated. Overrated. Why? Sensory overload, man. You know, I mean, you don't need everything just like that all the time. I mean, it's good enough. It's better enough that we have a phone in our pockets all the time. I just think that it's too much information constantly. And I think it's overrated. I mean, look at our things, basics, you know, and this is too much stuff. Nice. Oh, yeah. Same. I think it's overrated just because I don't have one. Okay. It is driving me nuts. Though. My yeah. phone has been over there the whole time. Fair enough. Yeah. That's sensory yeah. overload. All if right. I yeah. had to watch, it'd be too much. Sam, what's your call? Overrated. All right. All right. On that note. We found out that you two are mostly in agreement. Right. Sam believes everything is overrated. That's okay. I think so. He's not easily impressed. One of the things that I think is incredibly overrated is our podcast, right? Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's been awesome having you on it. Hey, man. It was a great time. Thank you so much, guys. This is not an honor to be in your show. Second guest at the beginning when this is going to blow up. Listen, it's so. like your seed investors, right? Get in early. <laughs> That's right. Early and often. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, but thank you, man. It's been awesome having you, yeah, Al. It's great. Everybody go check out. Uh, on orthodox.com get information I've done the experience twice you will not regret it whether it's for professionally related uh, events or whether it's for something with a group like for a bachelorette or a bachelor party or a, uh, a get together with friends check it out and uh, you will not be disappointed so this has been the roads less taken we'll see you next time peace out see ya